Did you ever think you were made it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie. Look what I become. I'm the one. I'm Patrick Bedivy, host of ITM, and today we're going to talk about a controversial topic, but I'm going to take a complete different approach to it, and that is climate change. Is it a myth or is it a reality? First thing we're going to talk about is those who believe climate change is a real danger, those who think it's a hoax, what really started the entire conversation with the greenhouse you know, effect and then the fossil fuel leaders, and then are there people on the money side, on the oil side that are kind of causing us to not look at certain research? And then my final thoughts. So let me start off with who thinks climate change is a danger? So those who believe it's a danger, this is what they're saying. It's caused by mankind. You and I are causing it. The opposite argument to it is they're saying it's been going on for a long time. This is nothing new. Then there's folks that say global warming will come and cause mass extinction. You're even hearing some politicians saying we only have 12 years left to live. This is a very common thing you hear on those who believe climate change is real. On the other side, climate myth is it's natural. Politicians are using this tactic of extinction as a method of propaganda to put fear into you and I to want to win a vote, right? Then some of the guys are saying satellite measures Antarctica are showing that we're losing ice. By the way, there's a lot of different TED Talks that you can see or different videos to see it all over the world, not just in Alaska that this is taking place to. So what is the argument to that? What are they going to say about that? That's proof right there. The argument is it's a cycle. This could be a simple cycle we're going through today because Ice Age happened every 100,000 years. What can you do about Ice Age, right? I mean, there wasn't fossil fuel or emissions or people going around doing what they're doing at the time. How do you prevent an Ice Age when it took place? Maybe we're going through that right now. Matter of fact, we had a mini Ice Age from 1300 to 1800 in Europe and Northern America. So maybe we're going through something right now. Or what's your argument to the snowball earth where 650 million years ago up to 710 million years ago when the entire earth was pretty much white because it was snowball. That's what they called it. It was all white. It was so cold. It was minus 58 degrees Fahrenheit at the time. And scientists till today can't figure out how that white went away. Where did heat come from if no one's doing, if you're saying it's mankind, what made it go away when there wasn't mankind there, right? So that's the argument to that point that's made. Next one, Al Gore had it all right. Argument, he's a career politician. He's just trying to create some more propaganda. Next one, nine out of the 10 heat waves with most fatalities have occurred since 2000. That's a fact, right? Nine out of 10 heat waves have occurred since 2000. That caused the most death, 128,885. And by the way, I don't know if you're following this uh, issue that's going on right now with Venice. We were in Venice just a few months ago. Venice right now, Venice, Italy, if you go to it, here's what the floods look like on Venice. If you look at Guardian, that's Venice today. So what's the rebuttal to 128,000 people of that? I mean, since 2000, nine out of the 10 worst heat waves we've ever had. What's your rebuttal to it? The rebuttal is, that's because we have more data today than ever before. We don't have real data from 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago or 2, 000, you know, 20,000 years ago. That's today's data. So people can say that's the worst we've ever had. Okay, next one. Here's another data from NASA showing that climate change may be real. In the last 50 years, temperature around the world has increased by 0.23 degrees Fahrenheit per decade, which means one degree roughly per 50 years. That is one degree. This is from NASA, right? What's the rebuttal to that? This is data that we have for the last 50 years. The rebuttal is, it's only one degrees in 50 years. 
What's the big deal about one degree in 50 years? Then the last one is capitalists are protecting their oil money. That's all they're doing. This is their way of protecting their oil money. They don't care about the future. They don't care about their kids. They don't care about all. This is why I don't want to have kids because capitalists just want to protect themselves. They're not worried about anybody's kids or grandkids. The rebuttal is the intergovernmental panel of climate change is simply trying to shift power by trying to strong arm job creators. So they're just using data and they're getting their facts wrong and they're kind of spinning things. They're not really doing the right things. So you may be watching this right now saying, Pat, I can't really figure you out. Are you saying it is a danger or you're saying it's a hoax? Because, you know, I can't put you in any kind of a position. You sound like you're on both sides. The entire purpose of it is for you to watch it and then from there, go do your own research. Don't take my word for it or the politician's word or your uncle's word. Go do your own due diligence and don't just look at one side. Don't just watch CNN or MSNBC or just Fox. Look at both arguments. So now, the argument here is that you and I are causing global warming. You and I are causing the climate change to be a danger, us, human beings. So now, how are we causing this is the simple concept of greenhouse effect. Let me explain this to you. Greenhouse effect is when you have a greenhouse and you're growing plants or you're growing whatever you're growing in there, right? It is set up in a way where the sun comes in and it, it, the, tr the plants are getting the sun, which they need to nourish and grow, but then the sun is not leaving and it's somewhat staying there a little bit for it to grow. And if the, if the glass is too thick, then the heat waves stay there and it's not good for the plant. So there's a certain level of you know, thickness you need for the sun to leave, for the heat to leave so it doesn't stay. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Let me explain to you in a different way. So here's the sun, this is the earth, this is the moon, okay? So the Earth and the Moon are roughly 93 million miles away from the Sun. So you got 93 million miles, Earth, Moon, Sun, 93 million miles, right? Which is about 150 million kilometers for some of you guys in Europe, right? To kind of put you in perspective. So what's your point here, Pat? Here's what the point is. Even though they're only 90, 95, 93 million miles away, it's the same number, Moon in the morning is roughly 212 degrees Fahrenheit which means you and I would burn to death. Within a minute, we're gone, right? And at night, it goes from 212 degrees Fahrenheit on the moon to at night being negative 338, which is you're going to be a popsicle at night and you're dead as well. So you and I cannot live on the moon in the current conditions they have. Now, on the other side, on Earth, the temperature is roughly 57 to 61 degrees Fahrenheit throughout the day, right? Now, you got some highs, you got some lows, but that's the average, 57 to 61, which means you and I can exist and we can live on Earth, which is what you and I have been doing for roughly 200,000 to 300,000 years. Your parents, your grandparents, all the other folks that came before us, right? So now you look at this data and you say, Pat, then why is it that even though we're only 93 million miles away, why is it that we can live on Earth but we can't on Moon? It's because of that atmosphere around. And what that atmosphere does is it allows the sun rays to come in and it bounces off and goes because it's the right uh, thickness that it has. That Remember the whole glass demo we talked about? That it leaves, but it keeps enough of the heat here so you and I can survive. And because moon doesn't have that, you cannot live on the moon. That's pretty much what the argument is with the greenhouse effect, right? If that makes sense to you, why are they saying climate change and we are causing it? Well, that's leading to the carbon dioxide, which carbon dioxide is causing this atmosphere to get thicker. And the thicker it gets, the rays, they cannot bounce off. So they're going in and they're going boom, 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 and they're coming back in. Boom, boom, boom. Some of them are leaving, boom, boom, boom. Some of them are going back in. Okay, just kind of try to get a visual for that. So it's staying here, and that's why the temperatures have been going up based on what NASA said, one degree in the last 50 plus years, right? 
So now, what does this mean, Pat? Here's what it means. CO2, carbon dioxide. What does it mean? How does it pro how, how, who produces carbon dioxide? A few different ways. One of the ways is you and I. We produce it. Me, you, animals, we produce carbon dioxide. Another way is volcano eruption produces carbon dioxide. Then it's deforestation, which is what? The more trees we cut, the higher the carbon dioxide we have, which means, again, it's getting thicker and thicker and thicker. Next one is the burning of fossil fuels. The more you burn fossil fuels, it's putting pressure and it's keeping the heat within in here. And the last one is land use changes. We're cutting grass and we're turning into roads, properties, etc., etc. So that is causing the atmosphere to get thicker, which is causing the heat waves to stand. If that makes sense to you, now we can go to the next part, which is 15 billion metric tons of fossil fuel was consumed last year. 15 billion metric tons of fossil fuel last year. And who are the leaders today? Number one today is China, 27.21%. Number two is US at 14.58. India is number three at 6.82. Then you got Russia at 4.68. And then you have Japan at 3.33% at fifth place, right? So now when you're listening to this, you're like, well, Pat, I, I, I kind of am watching this, but based on what you're saying, this is kind of real. This is really taking place. So what is the argument that really gets them to say that climate change isn't a danger because if you look at politics president george bush senior i believe in the 88 campaign went up there and says this is really happening global warming is happening we got to pay attention we got to do something about it if anybody can do something about it america can right and then you fast forward to around 2006 april 14th i believe the former ceo of exxon mobil lee raymond he started going out there and this is rumors this is articles that was written about it that he was funding scientists to write articles and do research saying climate change is not really happening, it's not really that dangerous, and it's not man-made, it's not caused by oil. And by the way, Lee ended up getting a $400 million retirement package when he left April 14, 2006, which is the largest ever at that time for a publicly traded company. And then there comes Rex Tillerson, which is uh, the CEO uh, after Lee Raymond, and he ends up striking a, a half a trillion dollar contract with Russia to go and dig in the Arctic, which is not something that's happened in the past before. And obviously when that deal took place, that kind of benefits Russia because money's gonna be made for ExxonMobil and Russia, and it just never happened before. So it was a very big deal for him with Rex, and Rex is also former, I believe, CEO and president of Boy Scouts himself, and he was involved in politics. I mean, he did some stuff with Trump as well. They had some issues with him and Trump based on what Nikki Haley came out and said that Rex wasn't a fan, and he was a fan, and maybe he is, maybe he's not. There was a lot of conflicts politically with him as well, but that's some of the stuff with oil, because you'll hear a lot of arguments saying folks who are running oil companies, ExxonMobil, they don't care about you know, the safety of the world. They're just, they're just trying to make a lot of money, and they're trying to get some big deals. Now, all of this has caused countries like China to spend $780 billion in renewable energy by 2030. That's what their commitment is. You got Bloomberg, who's now running for office. He wants to be president, Democratic campaign. You know, he's going out there to go up against all these other guys. He put $70 million into renewable energy. Renewable industry is a $300 billion industry today, which attracts two different types of people. Those that are coming in that actually want to make a difference, like they want to correct an injustice. But it also attracts some people that say, well, I can kind of come in and kind of, you know, make some money here and, and act like we want to do the right thing, but make some money. And then obviously it attracts the politicians that kind of want to come and regulate everything. So the $300 billion industry leads to Northern Ireland government uh, uh, collapsed, I believe, last year because of a $1.4 billion 
green deal scandal that took place. Again, there's a lot of opportunity to make money. So some come in to make money, some are actually coming in to make a difference. There was a scandal that went there with that. So it attracts people like that. Saudi Arabia, which has got the Ramco company, one and a half trillion dollar company that I think just went public. It's highest valuation company in the world. They put $50 billion of money into renewable energy and Facebook is planning on running on fully on renewable energy by 2020. All right, so let me give you my final thoughts on this sensitive topic of climate change because many of you may say, Pat, how could you even say this? You got the data here to show it's happening. You just talked about, you know, the greenhouse effect. You just talked about oil funding all this. Other. What do you mean you, it may be a hoax or this? The, the debate is over with. The debate isn't over with. This is my challenge with this debate. Let me explain to you what it is. Let's just say climate change is caused by man, and then the climate change is also caused by Mother Nature, which is historically, you know, you know six ice ages, one every 100,000 years. The question I'm trying to get answers is the following question. It's a few questions. One, what percentage of this is caused by mankind, us? What percentage is Mother Nature? Are we causing, is, the, is our cause 1%? 2%, 5%? Because some of the scientists saying, oh, it's 70% us and we're going to, I don't agree with that. And then on the other side, some of the people are saying, well, it's not even, it's, we're not having any effect on us. What are you talking about? There's no, I also don't agree with that. I do think there is an effect that we're having at what percentage is what I want to know. Second point when it comes down to this, I'm also not naive to, to not think about the fact that, you know, cigarette companies, nicotine companies, Philip Morris for many years would hire scientists paying money on the side saying, hey, give us some research to show that, you know, uh, uh, nicotine is actually good for you. We know when this happened with the movie, Thank You for Smoking, you know the story about it. Like, hey, yeah, the nicotine is good for you. It's not bad for you. They pitched it and we bought it. Milk is, does a body good. Milk, there's a lot of different research that's also not as good for you. Or sugar versus fat. Sugar is not that bad for you. Chocolate companies, fat is terrible for you. We're learning fat is actually not bad for you. We just didn't know about fat. When all these scientists, we didn't know about it. We're getting smarter. So there's also part of it that I get funding scientists because there's two different types of scientists. There's those that get involved and all of a sudden money buys them out to go to a different place, make four times more, get a bigger funding. And there are those scientists that truly want to do research to get the right answers. The scientists that are trying to get the right answers, my challenge with them sometimes is the fact that they start speaking like they're God in 100% uh, accuracy. It's not all of them, but a big chunk of them are always only hanging out with only people that agree with them. And sometimes to be in a setting where you're only around people that agree with you, it's also not helping us use your brain that you have, the talent that's been given to you, to steer it and push it a little bit, to, for you to get frustrated and want to go do more research. So, so the, the, the argument for me on both sides is taking place. Look, I lived in LA, I looked at the sky, I looked at the clouds and it was all black when I would drive down to two freeway downtown or China, you're seeing how, it's, of course we have we're having some effect on climate change. And as somebody that's in the financial industry to say 0.23% every 10 years, that's 1.15 degrees in 50 years, compound interest means in the next 100, 200, 300 years, this can really compound into bad news. So we do need to do some research about it. I do know some politicians love to use this as a propaganda to say it's the end of the world. I also believe that rhetoric that they're using that propaganda to get votes and put fear in the younger generation to get younger generation to come and do videos crying, oh my gosh, this is what's going on. This is tactic that's been used for many, many years. I'm just not the one that likes to be naive. So this is my request to you. This is my request to you. For those of you guys that agree, disagree, and are neutral, you're saying, well, what is your uh, request to this, Pat? Every time you get a climate change topic that takes place on CNN, Fox News, whatever, it's 26 minutes, or it's 40, you know, two minutes, and it's commercial breaks, and break, okay, hold that thought, we're gonna come back to you. 
and it's typically filled with only people that agree with each other or on this side and it's 20 minutes how do you and I learn about anything in 20 minutes you know or you watch a documentary the documentary is all on this side it's an Al Gore you know documentary or it's all on this side it's a documentary that's a hoax I would like to bring the scientists who are for this the photographers that were there, those that say it's a hoax, those that say it's real. There are many scientists out there that are, you know, gone and done decades of research photographers. I want to bring you to my office, my, my boardroom here. We sit you down and we have one side and the other side. Camera crew, three hour debate. We go. I'm the mediator. I'm not the expert. I'm the mediator. We go. You have a computer, you have a screen, you have a board to write on. Show whatever you want to show. Give your argument. If you're that strong about your argument, let's do this together for three hours. And let's let the world look at this. And then after that, the point isn't to win an argument. The point is to get to the truth so we can do something about it. This is not about winning an election. This affects lives. This affects our breeding. This affects our health. So if the argument is to get to the truth, once we do that, the final topic I want to leave with, if we know this is happening, what can we truly do to change this and prevent this from happening? Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bid David, and I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.